Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Across the Cemetery. My name's Josh. And my name's Emma. And this week Emma has written the episode, so she's going to be leading us through something scary, I suppose. Do you want to take it away? Okay, so this week we are exploring a topic that I know is very dear to the public's heart. Well, there's something that Josh and I love. What makes this topic so lovable is how it is a bloody institution, or at least here in Britain it is. Need to mourn? Pub. Need to celebrate? Pub. Need advice? Pub. Need somewhere to watch footy? Pub. Need to kill a few hours before your flight or before a dinner reservation? Pub. That's right, this week we are exploring pubs. Haunted pubs to be exact. Everybody has a local pub. If you are a regular in your local pub, you become familiar with the bar staff, but you also become familiar with the punters. You recognise John at the bar in his double denim, who goes there every Sunday. You let on to Ray at the bar, who always orders a John Smith, and you talk about ghosts with Neil the Builder. At least that's what I do in my local pub. I'm quite lucky in a sense that the local pub by me is a proper old man's pub. So when I say old man's pub, I mean traditional pub. Probably hasn't seen a lick of paint in a good 10 years. Lively sometimes, but not too lively. Pattern carpet that could probably tell a lifetime of stories. That's what you think when you imagine a pub, or what one would expect on a British soap opera. So I say the more traditional and old the better. So what would be traditional and old without ghosts? What if, when your friend goes to the toilet, you find yourself questioning whether the gentleman in Victorian clothing is really there or not? Or what if you feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand up as if someone, or something, is whispering in your ear as you approach the smoking area? Maybe you have drank too many many of the old spirits, or maybe it is in fact old spirits. So, if you had a pub, Josh, what would you call it? I've never been asked that question. I don't think I've ever thought about it either. I don't know. I know what exactly what it would be like, but I don't know what I'd call it. Um, what would you call yours? Fifi Django. Why are you just always going to go for the cat's names? Just the one cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, the favourite cat. <laughs> okay, so if you were a ghost and you had to haunt a pub, which pub would it be? Probably. Oh, it's, it's a tough one. Could you not move to different pubs? No, you can't move to different pubs. You have to stay in that one pub. It's not a pub crawl. It's a fucking... You're haunting a pub. (laughs) All right, I'm sorry. (laughs) Just asking the parameters of your question. Um, I'd probably go for... Not like a really rural pub. I'd go for something that's like, you know, on the way into a town. So it gets busy, but not too busy, like you say. And there's sometimes like live music on and stuff like that. So there's sometimes a bit of stuff going on. But at other times, you can just be quiet and relax and chill. Because that would be quite a boring ghost, I think. Well, we've got a ghost in a minute in one of the pubs. And he just reminds me of you. (laughs) 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 But the, the pub that I would haunt is, you know... When we went camping and we stayed at Glamping and we stayed in like a hobbit hole in Cornwall. Yeah. We went to like this pub that you had to walk through like a dark woods forest type of thing. 
Yeah, that wasn't like the driveway to the pub. That was just the walk between the campsites. No, I know, but I'm just I'm getting it in your mind. That's where we went. Okay. Um, because it was lively, but it was also an old man's pub, and there was dogs. But they done food as well, and they done, they had a gin bar. So if you wanted the gin, you could have a gin. If you wanted a strongbow, you could have a strongbow. If you wanted a Heineken, you probably could have a Heineken. You just need an alcohol in a bar, yeah. <laughs> it was a bar. Yes, it sold alcohol. <laughs> if we go to the bar, you're the one you're haunting, maybe, or any bar, what would you be having? What was your order? What's the occasion? Um, You've just found out you're dead. You've got to stay in this bar for the rest of your life. I asked you that like it was going to be any other answer <laughs> other than lager. <laughs> it was going to be... Most pubs in Britain, in England, and a lot of Americans, if they do listen, won't have had the absolute pleasure of drinking Carlin. <laughs> but it's basically a cheap beer that is available in the majority of pubs in England. I'd say if I was to have a beer that I, I'd like to choose, it'd probably be Heineken. If I could pick, I would probably pick a Heineken. If it was a, if it was a beer... If it was a shandy, I'd have a Carlin shandy, because why would you waste good beer on a shandy? But then, I'd probably have a gin if I fucking ended up dead and had to stay there for the rest of my life. I'd need something. I'm not a big drinker anyway, so I like to have a drink, but it'll be like a month in between each one, (laughs) if I do have one, because I'm not a huge drinker. Yeah, well, I've just started my new job today, and it wasn't. It was. It was okay. I'm not slating the job. I just. It was a lot. So, like I said earlier, this week we are discussing haunted pubs. Well, two to be exact. This was prompted by our recent visit to one of these pubs, and also is the pub that I'm going to start with. I tried to stick to pubs that we have visited in this episode. I will go on to focus primarily upon Liverpool-based pubs in our Sunday Scaries episode over at Patreon. So the first pub that we are visiting today is the Golden Fleece in York, England. The Golden Fleece was mentioned in the York City archives in 1503. It is said that it was once owned by members of the Merchant Adventures Guild who traded in fleeces and wool. This provides backstory for the name and also the golden fleece that hangs above the pub's door. It, is, it has been an inn since 1656, though officially licensed in 1668. In the early 18th century, the golden fleece was owned by John and Alice Peckett. John Peckett was the Lord Mayor of York around 1702. The backyard of the inn is named Lady Peckett's Yard. You can find the golden fleece in pavement, which is the centre of York. It overlooks the medieval shops of the Shambles and it has a clear view of the York Minster. Just a quick side note, I haven't wrote this, but there's a gin place next to um, the Golden Fleece and it looks older than the Golden Fleece. It was like that black and white building. Yeah, it's like a Tudor style building. It was like gin of York or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that looks more haunted and I didn't put this on Instagram, but I put that we were at the Golden Fleece when we went yeah. and one of the followers one of our followers commented it like you'd think that the place next to it would be the golden fleece like the most haunted site yeah uh, because the golden fleece now is still a pub and uh, is it is it brewery owned yeah yeah we said we we looked at the menu yeah i think it it's had some sort of you know like 
what you call it? Complementary modernization, maybe. It sort of had a co- uh, modernization, but then it also like played on the theme that it is haunted. Yeah, it was some some bits. It, well, a lot of most of it inside is interesting, but some of it was just like you know tacky Halloween stuff. But it, it was, it was good we one. say tacky, but one of the wall hangings I'm pretty sure I had in my room when I was a student. Probably, probably <laughs> still got it somewhere. <laughs> So, it is situated next to the medieval timber-framed Herbie House, which is Grade 1 listed. The Golden Fleece seems like a narrow building, but once inside you'll be surprised at how deep it is. I also have a video of the corridor into the pub, so I will post a video of that on TikTok. The inn was restored and rebuilt in the 19th century, and in 1983 it was a designated Grade 2 listed building by English Heritage. The pub is on the ground floor and there are four guest rooms above and whilst we were there we tried to book and stay, book to stay but there was no availability. We were literally sat there, we'd ordered a coffee and we were like, let's stay tonight. How much underwear have you got in your bag? <laughs> well we had none so we would have had to go to the shop to find some. But they had no availability so we, it would have co- it would have ended up costing us more than the room because we would have had to buy clothes. <laughs> But yeah, we wanted to stay. That's how nice it is inside. It is said that there are at least 15 different entities haunting the Golden Fleece. However, there are five commonly cited ones and they are now considered the resident ghost. There is also a sign outside of the pub commemorating the five ghosts of the Golden Fleece. So let's talk about the ghosts that allegedly haunt this York-based pub. Poop, I say, nearly say. Firstly, we have Lady Alice Peckett. As I mentioned earlier, Lady Peckett used to own the pub alongside her husband, John Peckett, who was the former mayor of York. The sign outside states that Alice La- Lady Alice Peckett is said to be found roaming the endless corridors and staircases. Loud footsteps have been heard in the early mornings. Many guests have reported that they have seen and heard a woman go up and down the stairs in the middle of the night. She is also known to move furniture around, perhaps not liking the interior design of the pub. The next ghost is Jeff Munro. Mr Munro was a Canadian airman who is said to be internally imprisoned into the fourth room upstairs in the Golden Fleece. Guests have been convinced that they have seen this man on the third floor. Jeff does not speak to the guests but he stands there in his room in the middle of the night in his full military uniform hovering and gazing darkly over the living guests as they attempt to slumber. The sign outside the pub does not give much away about the ghost. It simply says, located on the third floor. But I've done some digging and found the reason for Mr Munro's prolonged stay. After a heavy night of drinking, the Canadian airman fell to his death from the window of room 4. This is located on the third floor. It is unclear whether he was pushed or if he did throw himself out, but according to the legends, he is stuck there. And then the third ghost is known as One-Eyed Jack, which, according to the sign outside, he is mostly sighted in the bottom bar and said to be dressed in a red frock coat with a wig and a tricornered hat. He also carries a flintlock pistol and has been seen pacing up and down the bar, pistol in hand. I imagine like your stereotypical white wig, black hat, red coat with big gold buttons or lapels. 
Unfortunately, there are no records to confirm who Jack might be, but the general consensus is that he more than likely died in the pub or on the grounds. He sounds like a bit of a pirate. I thought that. I thought he was a pirate, especially one-eyed Jack, like, has he got an eye patch or... But York's landlocked, so he probably wasn't a pirate. Maybe, I don't know, I couldn't even, maybe he was stationed, but you can't if it's landlocked. Maybe from Hull, it's not too far away. True. <laughs> we always have Jack to be a pirate, okay? Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain One-Eyed Jack. So, now I have two more of the five resident ghosts to discuss. Then, then I will touch upon the other spirits that allegedly roam the halls of the Golden Fleece. The penultimate ghost is known as Grumpy Old Man. He is again. You said that with too much happiness. Because I said to you before that I... I, I know that's what you said and I know where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> so he is again like one-eyed Jack predominantly sighted in the bottom bar. The sign for him reads, again, sighted in the bottom bar. This time crouched in a small alcove. Yep, you're going well so far. So from his name and the fact that he is crouching in an alcove away from the public leads me to believe that he is not very sociable. Grumpy old man allegedly sits in the bar like a living person and angrily glares at people. If you approach him, he is said to, mit- he is said to mutter some swear words before vanishing into thin air. The people who have come into contact with Grumpy old man report him leaving behind a feeling of dread and dismay as he leaves. I do all that apart from vanish. I can't vanish into thin air yet. We wish you could fucking vanish from into thin air. No, actually, you are quick to fucking vanish into thin air. You had to fart the other day. (laughs) You farted the other day, and even Fifi was going... (laughs) And then you just were gone. You were like the roadrunner on Looney Tunes. (laughs) If I said that about you, you would be distraught. Ladies don't fart. Well, you're playing on a fucking lady now, yeah? <laughs> now, last but my, by no means least, immediately behind the entrance to the pub is where the youngest of ghosts has been commonly sighted. The young boy is dressed in Victorian clothing and it is thought that he ran out of the pub when playing one day and was accidentally trampled to death by a passing horse. He really interacts with the living, but he is known to pull innocent pranks on people and when that happens, soft giggling can be heard. So I have a picture of where he is allegedly meant to be spotted. And there's a, m- a small chair in the Golden Fleece. Underneath, like a lamp that is located there. We sat next to it. Yeah. Um, I would like to think that the chair is safe for the small boy. So he, he can join in when he feels like. Yeah, maybe. There's... Did you just say there was a lamp above it and it was like flickering? But I think that was on purpose. I didn't. I didn't mention. I mentioned the lamp, but I didn't explain it. I thought you might. Oh yeah. So there was like a, a lamp above it, but it was like in an old style, and it was flickering the whole time. But I think that was sort of like. Yeah. That, that it, it was in keeping with the sort of decor and trying to make it a bit more haunted and that type of thing. But we while we were sat there, we were sat in basically. If you ever look at a picture of it, we'll put a picture up. Next to the door, there's like a, a window, and it's just it's a very thin building. We were sat in that win in the the only window at the front of the, mm-hmm. of the pub, so we were sitting there and they, like judging everyone as they went past. Like, are they a ghost? Are they a ghost? Yeah. And then 
there was people stood outside just talking and then some guy just like fell into <gasps> them didn't he yeah he, he looked like a bit of a crackhead to be fair i think that's what what was going on there because it was quite early in the morning well not early but it was it was morning time it was like 11 because i remember we ordered a coffee and i was like i really want a pint <laughs> but i didn't want one until i had the coffee <laughs> yeah so by emma's very vague standards <laughs> of, of drinking alcohol it was it was quite early but this guy was really really done in so yeah he sort of like, he was with a friend and then he fell into a woman who like got pushed into the wall and they came through the window and then his friend just got off on him yeah the woman came in and got him water and the woman the woman at the bar was like oh does he look like this like blah 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 and the woman went yeah and she went oh he's, he's always here <laughs> um anyway so this leads me to the remainder of alleged ghosts in the golden fleece Many centuries ago, Roman soldiers once walked the ground of York and also where the Golden Fleece is located today. Many people have seen Roman soldiers in full armour marching through the inn cellar until disappearing through the walls. They don't acknowledge the living, but they are more than likely a physical imprint of long ago. So like we said, sometimes they aren't haunted, it might just be like energy left over. So speaking of the cellar, it is alleged that the cellar was once not just used to store kegs of beer. There's a cider as well. Delinquent lawbreakers. That, is, that would be an export of call, yeah. <laughs> of call. Uh, <laughs> it's landlocked. I know, I'm an investment. <laughs> Port an alcoholic drink, I know. You ruined that more than I ruined that. So delinquent lawbreakers who were on their way to be sentenced at the nearby prison would travel to York and stay at the Golden Fleece the night before their sentencing. Many had committed horrendous crimes and some were sentenced to be hanged rather than imprisoned, but if that was the case it wouldn't be their last time that they would stay at the Golden Fleece. Those sentenced to hanging were hung at Bailey Hill and then the corpses would be stored in the cellar of the pub until the family of the deceased came to collect them. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't pass up on food regulations these days, would it? <laughs> and also, the famous beheading of Thomas Percy, who was a Tudor rebel, took place in 1572 on pavement just opposite the pub, and it was carried out by Edward Blackwell, who travelled to York especially just to do the deed. So York was a strong Catholic city at the time and Thomas Percy was a devout Catholic so it was thought wise that the deed should be done by somebody outside of the city. A competition was held and the details of the prize were not clear but Edward Blackwell, known as Black Eddie, won and his prize also included money and a free bed and board at the Golden Fleece. Finally, in the back bar, there's a suspended ceiling but apparently if you look above like the extra bit of wood there is a hook fixed into the brickwork and it is claimed that one of the previous landlords tied a rope from there and then hung himself so his ghost stays in the golden fleece too it's fucking dark isn't it yeah it's the most haunted pub in britain we think yeah i'm not surprised at this <laughs> rate going through the bodies isn't it so what do you think um haven't been there yet i can see how it is i think just the, the building itself is a bit ominous so when you walk in it's very dark i, I, I want to wear 
use the word dingy but in a complimentary sense it's, yeah. it's small but it's it's vast at the same time so it goes really really far back so you walk through there's like a, a sort of main front room that's really quite compact and then you go into a hallway where the stairs to the upstairs bedrooms are but the hallway is like on a sort of slope downwards isn't yeah. it so if you had a few drinks i'd imagine there's been a few rolled ankles down there maybe you end up staying in the golden fleece maybe it's like hotel california you can check out any time but you can just never leave yeah that's how they get you you should <laughs> just make you fall down <laughs> this ramp into the bar and you can never go and they keep your body in the cellar along with the strong bill it's very convenient mm-hmm. alcohol preserves dead bodies doesn't it i've no idea how many months and neither do i yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I wonder why you were stopped podcast. <laughs> I don't drink vodka, I drink exactly, gin. Exactly, that's what's concerning <laughs> me. Right, so now we are going to the Grenadier Public House in London. This is said to be one of the most haunted pubs in London. So when we came across this pub, we actually didn't know it was haunted. We just saw it when we were in, in London and thought it looked like a nice old man pub. But I remember seeing the money stuck to the ceiling and I remember taking the p- a picture in the bathroom but I didn't know it was haunted until researching this episode. And I'm quite sad about that, but also glad that I've been. And it was a lovely pub, and Josh and I stayed there for hours. Do you remember this pub? Yeah. Um, I can't remember where about it. I've got a feeling it's near High Park somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. So, the, yeah, so the pub is down a secluded side street in Belgrave Square and was supposedly a former mess for the officers of the 1st Regiment of Foot Guards. It is claimed that it opened to the public in 1818 as the Gardman's Public House. However, the building is probably of later date. The spooky figure said to haunt this pub is named Cedric. A soldier who was beaten to death by his colleagues outside the pub in 1818 after he was caught cheating a game of cards. Allegedly, the month that this incident occurred was September which fittingly is the month with the most amount of paranormal activity in the pub. Since that date, a slow-moving silent ghost has been seen walking the rooms of the drinking spot. The pub's name derives from Cedric himself, who was a a grenadier guard, and modern-day punters who visit the pub stick money to the ceiling in attempt to pay off Cedric's debts. Oh, that's what that was. I thought that was just like different currencies from all over the world like some people some like places sometimes do that's what i thought i because there's there's a bar like that in amsterdam that we've been to that has money all over the ceiling and i thought that was similar yeah or in liverpool sometimes they put fake money on the wall to show that they know what they're doing <laughs> or they put trainers on like a electrical line so you know where the drug den is i mean i don't think that's where the den is i think it's where the dealers are <laughs> yeah <laughs> So as yeah, so like I said, the, as a result of this, the pub's covered in banknotes from all over the world. However, it would appear that even two hundred years later, despite the help of the general public, his debts are quite not, uh, not quite paid off. Cedric continues to play pranks on customers and local staff. Not local staff, just normal staff. <laughs> <laughs> Locals claim that they feel pe- Cedric's presence due to how frequently glasses break. Several customers have reported witnessing the misty outline of a figure walking across the room, vanishing suddenly, 
Poltergeist activity has also been reported, with objects being moved overnight, only to appear in different places the morning after. Staff and customers have also witnessed chairs rattling and moving on their own. Sudden, unexplained cold spots are often felt. Footsteps are often heard coming from an empty upstairs, and staff have also reported hearing groaning voice groaning voices coming from the cellar. Roy Grigg, a former landlord, had no doubt about the recurring haunting at the tavern. He also noted that his German Shepherd dog would begin growling and snarling during this period for no apparent reason. So in September, his dog went crazy. More paranormal activity then. Because that's allegedly when Cedric got beat to death. Beaten to death. This is particularly interesting as it is widely, widely believed that animals, certainly cats and dogs, have an extrasensory perception in that they can sense things that humans cannot. However, as the month progressed, the dog would start to become more settled once more. Mr Grigg and other family members record encountering ghostly apparitions at the pub. His young, his young son spoke of seeing a shadowy figure on the landing outside of his room and the poor lad was seized with fear as the vague figure seemed to grow in size before disappearing. A short time later and still in September, Mrs Grigg was alone in the pub in her bedroom and she was startled to suddenly see a man coming up the stairs and making his way towards her bedroom. As she was only partially dressed, she quickly covered herself. However, as soon as she covered herself, the ghostly intruder vanished. The visitation of this ghostly figure was also witnessed in the same spot the following year. A visitor was taking a drink in the bar when he noticed a man go up to the same stairway that led to Mrs Griggs' room. The man was suddenly startled and then he seen the figure vanish. A friend of Roy Grigg came to stay the following year at around the same time in September and because he heard of the ghostly goings on, he slept with a set of rosary beads in his bed in order to ward off any bad spirits and get a good night's sleep. However, the man was awoken in the night by a figure hovering at the side of his bed, but then the figure then vanished. Apart from these shadowy apparitions, there have also been many unexplained things that have gone on at this pub. Knocks, raps and objects moved, lights switched on and off and taps turned on. A spokesperson for the pub said that options... A spokesperson for the pub said objects seem to either disappear or move without explanation. Tables and chairs rattle, rattle inexplicably, as well as an icy chill that befalls the pub that can last for days. Footsteps have been heard wandering around empty rooms, and every so often low sighing moans are heard from the depths of the cellar. Famously, on one occasion, it was reported that whilst the chief superintendent from New Scotland Yard was enjoying a drink in the pub, smoke began to waft around him. As he reached towards the smoke, it is said that an invisible cigarette burned his hand and he had, he had the mark of a cigarette burn on his hand. That was from the spokesperson of the pub, by the way, who also said that. So I, we can't say if it's true or not. The, the man, the chief superintendent, has never commented on it. Well, that's a bit... Is, yeah. there, is there any pictorial evidence? The chief superintendent of New Scotland Yard, is it likely to be a public occurrence or conferences or 
making announcements and stuff like that, so surely there'd be a picture somewhere. But why would he talk about ghosts? He's not necessarily talking about ghosts. He'll be standing at the podium. And he'll have a mark of his hand. Or like a bandage or a plaster or something, at least. You'd think so. It doesn't say the year that it happened either. <laughs> I think it's just because Mr. Nicholson was talking about a woman. Maybe it was a woman then? Oh, no. No, it not, hasn't been forever. They do change. <laughs> I think I'm at the moment. I'm not really, I don't really know Scotland Yard. Like, I know when we went to Austria, there was a pub called Scotland Yard. Don't you know everyone that works there, no? No, I don't even know what it is. Sort of fancy police station, I guess. <laughs> so, what do you think? I'm a bit annoyed that we've been to both pubs and we only knew one was haunted. And I remember we I was wearing an outfit with cauldrons on and witches hats too when we went to the Grenadier and we'd been for afternoon tea in Kensington and we were walking back to our hotel when we found this place. So what did you think when you went inside each of these pubs? Um starting with the Golden Fleece, I think there was a lot of expectation because we'd been to York previously but not we didn't go in. We yeah. We didn't have time. And then when we went back, we sort of made a beeline for it. We that's where we were that's going. That's why we were we, going that's to York. That's why we went to York. We didn't really go anywhere. We, well, obviously we had to walk around, but we didn't yeah. really stop off anywhere other than there. So I was expecting way well, and, and the place lived up to its expectations of what I thought it looked like. I'd like to spend a bit more time there to get a sort of feel for the place. I think yeah. there wasn't. A, a, I didn't feel uh, apprehensive yeah. or like. Like there was something else there while we were there, but at the same time, it was the morning in a pub, so there was yeah, people. Yeah, it was light. Yeah, going in to get the breakfast or a coffee before they get a pint, like Emma does. <laughs> um, I think we also heard about it on real life ghost stories. I think they touched upon it briefly, um, but yeah, I feel like when I walked in, cause there's like signs outside saying the five ghosts, and then. There's a, there's a sign saying that most haunted have came here. There's skeletons everywhere. There's a, like When you walk down the corridor, there's like um, heads, isn't there? Like, I can't even explain them. I've got a picture of them, but... Yeah, describe them as busts. Yeah. I, I, there was like sort of... There was like little plaques next to most of them or to, next to some objects explaining what they were and if they were of historical value, I guess. But we didn't really have the chance to stop and read because we were too busy trying to book a room yeah they also have a skeleton it's not a real skeleton it sits at the bar i can't remember his name i think it was like maurice or something but th- apparently they move him about like <laughs> as a joke um but like i feel like they play on it like they sell merchandise they they have skeletons everywhere they've got even the barmaids which i liked but they have jack skeleton like la- lanyards so i feel like they play to it like when you walk in like you expect it to be feeling weird so you walk in and you kind of talk yourself into like oh god there's a chill when i walk in yeah but at the same time not like severe this is going to scare the shit out of you it's like no. sort of, it's a playful yeah type of thing but there must be there's got to be like a sort of obviously there is background stories to it but there must be some truth behind it if they've gone that far. Yeah, 100%. I would love to stay there, though. Like, And if we did stay there, I would like to maybe, like, you know, you can, like, voice record what happens at night or you can download an app and there's, like, a ghost detector. Yeah. I would like to do that. Yeah, well, we did nearly stay in the Golden Fleece, didn't we, Emma? 
Yeah, but I booked the wrong, nearly booked the wrong one. Yeah, apparently there's another Golden Fleece. It said York, though. Yeah, in a town just outside of York. <laughs> about 20 minutes drive away. They had rooms available that night. And they were only £120 or something, weren't they? Yes, they were. No, but I've been looking, because I was thinking we could go in October for my birthday. And the whole of October's booked. <laughs> surprise me at all <laughs> we can go in september on the 29th that's available okay that's a friday <laughs> work on a friday do you know what i mean yeah so we'll go on next year maybe do you want like a do you want a date or something do you want me to put it in the diary <laughs> so what did you think about the grenadier um while we were there i personally from memory because it was quite a while ago but i seem to recall that the bar staff just wanted us to leave because we were like the last people in there. It was a Sunday night, like. Yeah, and Emma had had a coffee, so she was she was drinking her drinks at that point. She was having some pints. I remember I was having pints. I had white wine that time. I'm just getting across that you were drinking alcohol because you had a coffee. So are you. You're bloody drinking it. I don't drink alcohol. You're bloody drinking a lot of pints. I'm going to try and find a picture of you. I'm sure you took my glasses off and put them on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, I'm not just saying this because it was haunted, but I remember me and you said, like, this place is defo haunted because it was like, it's just like up a set of stairs on its own. It's got like a sign outside that explains it, but we didn't read it. We just. I, I seem to recall seeing the sign outside saying the most haunted pub in London or something when we left. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And I bought a mug from Harrods and I left it on the side. Sa- the chair, so they had to run out after us and be like, oh my god, it's a ghost. But it wasn't a ghost, it was just a man. Do you not remember that? Maybe it was Cedric. Maybe it was Cedric, but he's very helpful because he got me that mug back. Maybe he's like double bluffing you. He's like, I'm not a ghost, but yeah, I'm a fucking ghost, really. He just wants money to pay off his debt. Fucking loads of it's just stuck to the wall. True. True. So are there any pubs that you have been that you would think these are haunted and like would it put you off going to them or would you want to go to them even more because you feel like they're haunted i'd probably want to go to them more just to experience them to be honest just thinking about it then because we did have to pause the episode because emma did ask the question and then we just had like a a five minute discussion about every pub we've been to how we've been to so many pubs but how very few of them felt haunted the reason I think that is is because you're having a drink and you probably usually when you go out you're quite merry and you're having a joke you're having a laugh. You've got like um, this sense of confidence anyway, haven't you? Like yeah. even if it is a bit scary, you're like, oh, come on, do a Ouija board. No, no one's ever like that. That's just you. <laughs> Obviously not a Ouija board, but like you're not scared as much when you're sober. Yeah. Good courage. Yeah. There's a couple that I can think of that have sort of stuck in the mind when it comes to we're basing it on when you go to the toilet do you have to walk back quickly because you don't know what there's a feeling but you just want to get out of there quite quickly you feel like you're being watched kind of yeah so one of them pubs is the Munro in Strathair in Scotland which is a little village probably an hour away from Stirling, yeah. which is the n- nearest major city. So it's basically this this village is a one street. Uh, it, it's grown a bit now. There's a few more houses being built, a bit more modernisation. But the 
core of it is just this one main road that runs right through the middle and there's quite a few buildings off the side but if you're driving through it i think the speed limit's 30 or 40 down there I, you get through it in two minutes <laughs> it, it's really a small village but the, the one big tower and building sort of halfway through it yeah and it's not as the oldest building there but you can tell it's from the sort of victorian period so large sort of bay windows the wi- it's a gorgeous interior like an exterior like it, it looks lovely but there's just something about it. Like, when you look at it, you think there's someone in the window. Yeah. When it was built, it, it's it got, like, a tennis court towards the back and stuff like that. So it was definitely... It it's a hotel or it's an inn. It's the Munro Inn. But it was definitely, like, sort of the poshest... Yeah. Thing, sort of rural retreat of the time when it was built, I imagine. But inside, it's just... It's not run down or anything particularly. It's, it, it's a nice place, but it's just... There's something about it. When you walk to the toilet, you've got to sort of go down a, a a a hallway that's not surrounded by other people talking. So you're sort of isolated there. So that might add to it. It seems really dark and cold compared to the rest of the building as well. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no like natural light into the hallway. So it's just probably the dull amber light. Yeah. The dull amber like um, electrical light illuminating it. So. It, 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 you probably that started off I'd say yeah but then you go to the toilet and you've got to move these, these big heavy doors that really struggle to open and it's just one of them instances where you're trying to do everything as quick as possible there's nothing there no one else is in the bathroom you what just you w- think there is like you, you feel just want to get out quickly that's probably the one that sticks in my mind as being haunted I can't prove it but I feel like it is yeah I feel like it is as well but I I think it's an I don't think it's a bad haunted like I never feel uncomfortable when I'm in there. I, we haven't been for God knows how long, but it's not it's not like a ominous 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 feeling. Like you feel invited, you feel welcome, but then you also don't want to walk down that corridor to the toilet on your own. Tell you what, I'll take a picture and send it to everyone this weekend. Yeah, we're going. We're actually going this weekend. That's why I was kind of saying to Josh, "What about the pubs in Scotland?" <laughs> Another one. What was the other one we decided on? Um, the Pendle Inn or the Pendle Hill? I can't remember what it's called. The Pendle Inn, isn't it? Yeah, the Pendle Inn. So, while not particularly haunt, we didn't have any experiences ourselves. Saying that, actually, remember we went back to our room and the lights were flickering, and we got a video of it, and we think it maybe is the bulb, but yeah, but it didn't happen again. No, it didn't, did it? No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because where we were, st- we stayed like they got like these um like an outbuilding, which is like four separate. They're not rooms because you've got an upstairs and a bedroom in them, but it they're just sort of like studios, would you say? Alex. Yeah, something like that. So we got there checked in put our bags in the room went back over to the pub had something to eat had a couple of drinks and then we're walking back to the room so just walking across the car park less than a minute's walk but as we were walking over we could our lights in our room were flickering no one else's lights were though and the light other people had their lights on so everyone else all the other rooms were occupied and all their lights were on and we had left one light on because it was already dark by that point and it was flickering as we were walking back across the car park yeah 
and like Emma said, I think we did get a video. I of think it. we did, but then we were like, oh, can we really say this is a ghost? Because it's a light flicker, and and it's October, and we're in Pendle, so we're probably fucking reaching. Yeah, maybe, but the the building itself that it was in again was quite ominous, wasn't it? I think just yeah. for the size and the architecture of it. I didn't experience anything myself. I didn't particularly feel, you know, anxious at any point. And I did go to the toilet. I didn't go to the toilet in there. I did, which meant walking through a room, like a sort of separate dining room type thing. Yeah, there was like a conservatory kind of thing, wasn't there? Or See, that was wasn't the same room. It was another one uh... at the front of the building. That was at like the back towards the side. Yeah, so... While it was a bit strange, I think that maybe just because it was empty. Yeah. There, there wasn't anyone really there. There was just yeah. was in the bar staff. Yeah, the bar staff were like, hurry off. <laughs> yeah, you can go now. Leave now, please. <laughs> go home. Um, I generally, like, like you said, the Monroe, but I think um, there's this pub, not, it's on Matthew Street in Liverpool. Matthew Street's like known for like its rowdiness and that, but there's this pub called the White Star Line, and it's named after Titanic. The white star. The white star, yeah. But I think, because you have to go up the stairs to the toilet, and I just think when you're going up the stairs, it's like, oh, God, there's someone behind me. And, like, the step next to you, like, the step you've just stepped on always seems to creak. But, like, when you're, like, two steps ahead, so it's not you, like, on it. But then it might just be that the old steps are just settling. But then the bathrooms are always just really cold. But then again, I think that is because the hand dryer never works. Well, do you know why I won't have known that? Because in the White Star Line, the men's toilets are downstairs. Oh, yeah. But yeah, and then when you're walking down the stairs, you always feel like, shit, I'm going to get kicked down these stairs. But then it's also, mm, I've had a drink, so maybe I just think I'm going to stumble because the steep stairs, like ours are. Like proper Victorian terrace stairs. Yeah. Well, Maybe. And that's got a back room with like a little fireplace and everything else in it. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice pub. If you if you in Liverpool, I would say go there. Yeah, it's got loads of big interesting bits and pieces on the walls, like history of the Titanic and a lot of uh, music memorabilia as well for uh well it's on Matthew Street, so a lot of Beatles stuff, that type of thing. Did you know that Paul McCartney's my uncle? I thought he was everyone's uncle from if he's from Liverpool. If you're from Liverpool you say chicken and you're related to the Beatles. Yeah. Paul McCartney is basically like the Snoop Dogg of Liverpool. <laughs> Everyone calls him uncle. Is Silla Black your mum? I heard she was. I don't know. I thought she was your auntie. Are we related? Might be from Liverpool. Oh yeah, true. Everyone from Liverpool knows each other. So, maybe we should leave it there. <laughs> um, Actually, now I've got one more question. What? Well, two actually. If you could haunt, like I've asked you this before, if you could haunt a pub, but would you like to haunt a pub? Like, would you be happy that you, you have to spend the rest of your days there? If it was a nice pub. Yeah. Thinking being, if I had all the amenities... Had all the amenities? Is it the ghost teeth? Mm, I don't think so. Maybe they eat, like, ghost food. <laughs> so if it did food and drink and had, like, bedrooms upstairs and I could have one of them, then, yeah. To go sleep? I probably would. I probably I'm would. I I hundred percent would. Sleeping is my favorite pastime. I know. Well aware. And also, actually, why do you think ghosts haunt pubs? Like, do you think 
like of all places like i know i get like if they've died there but what if they haven't died there and they're just they're haunting it anyway places of high emotion so you can have really good times there they can be some of your worst times people go there to watch sports i know like i said at the beginning <laughs> no i'm at like pubs like everybody goes to the pub <laughs> <laughs> so i i I know personally, you, you go to the pub and you're all watching the same game and you're all supporting the same team. If it if it goes good, you're all in a great mood. If it goes bad, yeah, maybe not in a terrible mood because it is a game. But at the same time, you're not in the best. Yeah, mood. You, you shout at the telly. You you you. I don't know. That's about it. You, you don't. I suppose. I suppose the pub is. I was just going to sound really emotional, but the pub is always there for you. <laughs> Like, you can hold a wedding in there after. You can hold a christening in there. And you also hold a wake in there. I know one of the local pubs that um, that my family have drank and ate in a lot, a lot of, uh, like, in the past, like, we've all visited there. We held a family member's wake in there. So it is a sad place, but then it's also a place that you have memories of going for family meals or family drinks or like you said say if you got your a-level results or you you got engaged you might go to the pub to celebrate it yeah. or if you someone in your family passed away you might go there to commemorate them or drown your sorrows exactly so it, it can be a place to for, for all occasions but even then there's the element of being alcohol fueled which may not always be a true reflection of your actual self but yeah. it generally just exaggerates what you're thinking anyway yeah so maybe that's one of the root causes maybe because people are allowing themselves to maybe express themselves a bit more or like you're not embarrassed because you're like you're standing at the bar you're having a drink you can share your feelings about the person you've lost or the how you feel that you've got engaged you're really happy about it you're not embarrassed like Say if you went out with your friends, I'm not saying like you personally, but if you went out with your friends, you might not want to talk about your feelings as much. But then, like three pints in, you might start getting stuff off your chest. Yeah, potentially. So, like I said, the pub is a British institution, and the pub is always there, and the pub is always haunted. Not always. Not all pubs are haunted. I think most pubs are haunted. No, like most pubs are old though. Uh, the buildings they reside in are yeah generally, but I don't know. I wouldn't I, go with that. I would say every place is always haunted because I will always pick the side of ghosts rather than the side of non-ghosts. <laughs> okay. So on that note. Yeah, if you would like to hear some more pub ghost stories emma's gonna cover a few more she's moving the microphone for me but i'm still speaking pub based so liverpool based pub stories yeah so we're gonna focus a bit more on liverpool pubs this coming sunday on sunday scaries which will be available on patreon um if you have enjoyed listening to us today or you have your own pub story or you have any haunted pubs that you think we should check out i'd like to go to the pub yeah tell me where to go I like ghosts. Emma likes the pub as well. She's pretending not to, but she loves the pub. I don't drink. Fuck off. She's drinking now. 
Um, you can contact us on email at acrossthecemetery at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. Um, we're on Instagram at acrossthecemetery and TikTok and Twitter at axthecemetery. And it would be much appreciated if you could leave us a review on whichever platform you listen on because it really helps us out and lets other people know that we are here and they can listen to us too. Also, if you could actually share like one of our posts on your Instagram story or tell people to follow us, that would be also beneficial. That's if I'm ever puts anything up there. Excuse me, I'm always active on Instagram. Lately. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you on Sunday, maybe, if you subscribe to Patreon. If not, we'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye. Alice Peckett is said to be roaming the endless corridors and staircases. Loud, loud footsteps have been heard in the early mornings. Many guests have reported that they have seen and heard a woman going up and down the stairs in the middle of the night. She is also known to move furniture around, perhaps not liking the interior design of the pub. <laughs> <laughs>